What is up, beautiful Dynasty Leaguers? Welcome back to the Dynasty Dynamic. I'm your host, Max Cascons, joined by the man who's still playing in single quarterback league. What? <laughs> A.K.A. the Run DMC. The worst. A.K.A. Mr. Dan McAuliffe. And by the man who controls the votes. He's back. I'm talking about at DFF Moose, A.K.A. Mr. Mike McAuliffe. That's cool, baby. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Well, I got a question to pose. Would you rather play in a one quarterback league or one that still has kickers when it comes to dynasty? You gotta you gotta oh, pick one. God. You gotta pick one. <laughs> Knowing you, you were striking out on both accounts. I am. There's one league that has both. I'm working on it. It's a slow it's a slow burn. But Do you have uh, defenses too? I was just gonna say is there defense? Uh, yeah, we do have defenses too. So I mean that it's, can be fun a, sometimes. It usually it, throws it off can, the entire week, but <laughs> I I hate it. I hate all three of those things. Get them out of my dynasty life. But in order to get some converts from the redraft side of the house, where that is pretty commonplace, you got to make some concessions. So it's a four year rebuild enough, on this enough. league. We're gonna we're gonna get some rules <laughs> inserted into here. The uh, the players association is definitely gonna be putting some um, putting some rule changes in front of the uh, the org this year. It takes work, man. It takes exactly. work in the perfect dynasty league. I have run a lot over and learned a lot of lessons the hard way. I did not intend on bringing this up whatsoever, but it just came to mind. <laughs> Ethan Gilbert, massive fan of the show. We all play in a league with him together. Second year that league was together. Ethan should have been our league champion. Colts defense put up like 38 <laughs> points that championship oh. week. He got absolutely screwed. So Ethan... This is your moment on the show right now. We love you. We know you should have been the champion. <laughs> we remember. And please, but you to all the listeners, get <laughs> get defenses out of your out of you. Just they, do yourself no a business. favor and get them out of there. No business being there. <laughs> so. Well, gentlemen, I am woefully unprepared for tonight's show. So I am showing up Jamarcus Russell style, just there ready to go. fall back on God-given talent. Those, those um, are the we favorite some... times, man. Why not? We got to show, show the people that we know we're doing a little bit without some notes here. <laughs> Just watching the blank tapes that the, the uh, QB coaches gave me. Uh, so before we jump into the fun stuff, Tweet of the Week, MB Fantasy Life, but the real mastermind behind the content is Jake Trowbridge. And we've done a lot of Tweet of the Weeks. I think this is probably the best one we've done yet. So do yourself a favor and uh, oh, give good. this man some clicks. But we have Mike here. We have the Burner account fired up. And what better time to run some polls than pre-draft? So Mike... We got three polls queued up for the people tonight. Please walk us through the first one and let us know where the rankings in the Twitterverse shook out on these. Totally, man. So now that we're uh, we're at the point of the offseason where we're, you know, the, the rookie draft, most recent rookie draft just happened. We're starting to, you know, be able to anticipate people, you know, these guys heading into rookies from last year, heading into their second season now. Uh, and we wanted to get an idea of where people stand with that loaded QB class um, of last year. So we put the question out there for people. We had to choose just three of the rookie QBs to go from. Um, we wanted to know how do people view Lance versus uh, Trevor Lawrence versus Justin Fields at this point. So basically just posing the question, who would you prefer to own in Dynasty right now? And looks like Mr. Trey Lance came out on top here at 42%, where if you ask people last year, we all know that the answer, the resounding number one overall was going to be Trevor Lawrence, but he's coming in at number two here at 34% of the vote. And then Justin Fields, looks like some people are still definitely keeping the uh, the candle lit for him at 16%, uh, while 8% 
could not decide, which cannot blame those people. It's definitely a, uh, a heated debate that, you know, definitely. I'm su- I personally am surprised to see Lance on top here, but I'm curious what you guys think. I, I think Trevor Lawrence is really fulfilling the prophecy of sunshine from remember the Titans, like the golden boy you can throw the ball a mile but you can't pitch it three yards obviously lawrence left a lot to be desired with his performance in 2021 dan i'm gonna kick it to you first sure trey lance i mean i i caught myself before the show because i was like the guy hasn't played a snap yet i mean he's played some snaps right we've yeah. seen him on the field 42 percent of the vote are you a little shocked by this what do you think here this is it's wild as i i own uh trey lance uh on a couple leagues so i'm very excited about the fact that he's played so little and he's had the value insulation that he has we've been joking he's to have this type of value insulation without really having played anywhere close to these other guys um is super interesting but he's technically we were texting the other day we don't even know what's going on with jimmy and it's going to be, it's a really weird QB market right now. So do I think that he's going to end up being the starter? Some of the beat reports are saying so. Yes. But that's another whole like piece in there that's con- confusing the heck out of me there. To see Trevor Lawrence there, you guys know how I feel about Urban Meyer and how just much of a crapshoot that whole season was and how it was being maintained. Um, so I am very curious why we're seeing this flip here. Um, I know people believe a little bit more in the 49ers offense, right? You have uh, just genius coaching. You have some star players uh, in studs with Kittle, Ayuk, Debo, still kind of a question mark there. I can see like on paper why some people lean that way a little bit. But with this, I mean, I think that Trevor Lawrence is going to have a bounce back. Um, I believe that he is being the number uh, one overall pick that he's going to get plenty more chances to continue to succeed, especially after his first, um, his rookie year kind of being wasted with the coaching, etc. They've started to set him up with more weapons. I do like Christian Kirk. Uh, is he the wide receiver one that they paid for? Probably not, but is he a great... I just took him in a startup, so I'm going to tell you you're wrong there, but his price is pretty cheap now. Yeah, okay, well, that's fair. From a fantasy perspective, maybe a different situation. And he gets Travis Etienne back, which, again, we know um, his ability as a pass catcher and what he can offer to a quarterback who maybe doesn't have enough time to make some of the deeper throws could be a benefit uh, for him there as well. So when we're talking about this Trey Lance versus Trevor Lawrence, um, I would be potentially as a Trey Lance owner be seeking what you could get for a uh, a Trevor Lawrence swap and heck even by these means what looks like maybe a Trevor Lawrence plus because people are just so yeah. hyped on uh Trey Lance yeah he has a cannon and yes he has running ability Trevor Lawrence has kind of the same thing you know so in a better overall profile so in my opinion it is a little bizarre um I'm stoked that people are still excited about Trey Lance but I, I think that the numbers seem a little wonky here, and I'd be looking to maybe manipulate the, the market uh, in my favor, on, given some of these numbers. Mike, what do you think? Tr- Trevor Lawrence plus? You pushing the button on that all day in, in Dynasty Leagues? 100% personally. Um, I definitely think that Peterson is going to really... Not that it is a, a big ask for someone to come in and change the course of, of the Jaguars. <laughs> uh, you know, an organization that has struggled to uh, be relevant or well-functioning for many years now. Um, but, you know, I definitely like Lawrence's chance to to rebound this year, shock a lot of people, and kind of put people back in the mindset of, oh, yeah, this is the guy that went unquestioned number one overall for a reason. 
Uh, I really like Trey Lance. I think that he can definitely he he has that higher rushing upside than Trevor Lawrence does. Um, you know, but is I, I don't want to compare this to the Aaron Rodgers Jordan Love situation because you know Love wasn't taken number three overall. But are we going to go through another year where the 49ers aren't able to trade Jimmy and they end up you know sitting with him and having him start a few at the beginning of the season and slowly but surely you will see people start to possibly sour on Trey Lance should that happen give me the guy that clearly has the 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 team investment immediately that he's going to be starting next year um and definitely I would if I could capitalize on on Lance's value right now and getting more than just Trevor Lawrence back 100% doing that all day I think there's a couple there's two things that stick out to me here honestly one I'm happy to see there's still some Justin Fields truthers out there yep, because totally I love Justin Fields. I am not giving up on Justin Fields. I've probably had some hot takes if we rewind six months, seven months on this show about Justin Fields versus other quarterbacks, but I'm not ready to give up on Justin Fields whatsoever because I think he was objectively a very, very good prospect. Now, riddle me this, gentlemen, because I was thinking about this as we were just talking about it. Really, we only saw one year out of Trey Lance in college you know, has all the physical tools. I mean, it was a baller year. I mean, it was like 48 touchdowns, zero interceptions, thousand rushing yards type of year. But I wonder if the league has almost overreacted because now we're seeing a guy a little bit more turnover prone, not maybe as polished as a passer, but like Malik Malik Willis has a very similar skill set to Trey Lance goes in the third round of the NFL draft. I mean, he's falling. I think I took him in the 11th round of a startup that I'm in because I had some extra picks. Um, it kind of blows my mind just to Dan's point, how insulated Trey Lance's value is for yeah. like messy situation. His skill set was always, this is not the most polished guy you're getting in the world. So like that has potential bust written all over it, right? When they're like, this guy is a project. Not saying Trey Lance is a bust. I'm just saying 42% of the vote has shocked me a little bit. So, and then we have the 8% that can't decide, which means it's a close race anyway. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, exactly. It is always funny when we have that factor of just like, you know what? It's so close. I I can't even bring myself to pick another button there. So, uh, which, which concludes that case. It, it really is pretty close there. Um, it reminds me, Dan, of that stat that someone posted on Twitter. It was like, I don't know, expected yards over completion or one of those super advanced metrics. And yeah. Jameis Winston was number one for the whole year because he got hurt. And then everybody else kept falling Let's around go. him in the rankings. <laughs> that is basically Trey Lance right now yeah. where he just did nothing. Everybody else kind of underwhelmed their rookie year. And now we're like, ah, oh, I guess he's still the guy. Yeah. It's true. It, it is funny, too, because when he did come in, the kid was throwing touchdowns. Like he was his very, very minimal bit of play. And it was mostly, um, if I remember uh, correctly, it was a lot of goal line uh, yeah. that oh, was yeah. coming in there yeah. too. Especially like Jimmy would get pulled or hurt or whatever. We needed uh, Trey Lance to come in and finish it at the goal line. And he looked great. So that's like, that's such limited time that he did have. He did decent with it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just going to be very interesting to see with a larger sample size. Now what we're going to mm-hmm. get out of Trey Lance and that in the biz is called not having film on the guy. So <laughs> we will see how that plays out. Very true. Um, so probably for the first time in the history of this show, I think there was a three-way miscommunication on this second poll. So I want to make sure we set the stage properly. So I think the idea here might've not been precisely worded on Twitter was looking at Late, you know, these 2023 firsts are like, you know, Willy Wonka's golden tickets right now. 
And we were like, okay, just how high is the value? So I think the idea was supposed to be, would you prefer a projected late 2023 first? You know, maybe you're a contender yeah. trading away for some pieces and you're going to go crush this season or player X. So Mike, I gave the little disclaimer. Hopefully we've cleared that up. Walk us through the poll and then we will we'll touch on these player values. Totally. Yeah. So basically we put out, um, we're talking to all wide receivers here. Um, that we're pinning basically a a late mid to late 2023 first versus um, a collection of five wide receivers, a couple of them some aging but proven veterans, uh, and a few of them some guys that are a bit on the rise or um, are younger guys with really good prospect profiles that haven't quite um, you know proven out as as top tier wide receivers thus far. So we put out uh, Terry McLaurin, Devonta Smith, Jerry Judy, Mike Evans, and Darnell Mooney. Um, so it looks like with all of these, people were opting to go with the 2023 first. Uh, Terry McLaurin had the most votes um, for actually wanting to go acquire him with 30%. Devonta Smith got 25% of people wanting him over the first. Uh, Jerry Judy, 24%. Mike Evans, 23%. And Darnell Mooney coming last at only 14% of people preferring him over a late 2023 first. Mike, I'm going to kick it right back to you. You have been a Terry McLaurin fan since the day he entered the league. Um, 30% of people are are taking Terry McLaurin. 70% want the first. Where are you at on this? I give me give me Terry with this. It's not this is not a slam dunk by any means because this upcoming draft class is very solid um, and even if you end up with, you know, a 109 to 112, you're still getting probably a very solid player here, but when it comes to Terry, yeah, he's uh, I think he's sitting at about uh, 26 and a half uh, right now. So comes uh, time for, you know, first couple months of the season, he is going to be turning 27, which doesn't scare me too much. You know, that's still plenty of time with a wide receiver to be able to pivot off him at some point. But I think you're looking at a guy where his value has a very good chance to go up from where it is right now, uh, in my opinion. So that's the kind of guy that I would want to you know, take take the gamble of of trading out of that 2023 first to be able to go get a guy that things seem to be on the up and up. Um, that's that's where I'm standing right now. You could talk to me six months from now. I could look like an idiot, but I love me some Terry McLaurin. <laughs> and I think it's typically, you know, this is in a vacuum, right? So it's funny to see in a vacuum just how many people, again, yeah. we didn't give enough clarity, prefer the 2023 first. But if you're making these moves, flipping a future first to go get a Terry McLaurin, you were trying to go do some damage in the 2022 season. So, Dan, knowing that's typically the mentality, two guys that I don't think you were very high on coming in as prospects, Devonta Smith at 25% and Jerry Judy at 24%. I'm assuming you're taking the pick here in both cases. Yeah, I think this is this is where I take the re-roll, right? I mean, they both were going in the first in their rookies uh, rookie draft seasons. Um, I think, yeah, e- e- either of those got decent draft capital, and they, like they weren't my favorite prospects, but they like had some kind of nice moments uh, to each of them. Devonta Smith is the most interesting one here because um, I think you see now with AJ Brown signing. Uh, his value, I think, has gone down even further than what it was going into some of this offseason. Jerry Judy did get a little bit of a bump, um, but he's already had the competition of Cortland Sutton, and uh, you got Melvin Gordon and, and Javante Williams there now. So for either of these ones, I'm looking to take that re-roll. 
uh, and just get that value back there. And I mean, it is interesting to take a look at some of these percentages that we're talking about. They're not high. We're not seeing that you're going to get an absolute smash on any of these things for being able to take this player and convert it to a 2023 first. But we're talking one in three to one in five people. Uh, you might be able to get uh, to, to press the the button here on in the accept if you're sending this player for that first and i like those odds all day to at least try and see if i can offload some of those players yeah i mean the 23 class specifically at the running back and quarterback position looking very yeah. strong wide receiver little little top heavy we'll see how that plays out but i mean for the running backs which are the guys we want to be drafting with these 23 first i mean you got Bijan robinson jameer gibbs tank bisbee zach evans i mean it is looking like a great class if all these guys come out that said the next name on the list is the classic i see it every single year in at least one dynasty league i'm in mike evans 23 percent of people are saying that they want mike evans over the pick Let's let's just, you know, Adam Sandler click ourselves to the future. What a terrible movie. Um, and just <laughs> pretend that this is taking place in November. I feel like that jumps up to 80% of people are making the move for Mike Evans, who all he does is score touchdowns with Tom Brady. Yep. And so yep. so much of this stuff is just a snapshot in time where it's like, yeah, Mike Evans is gonna be 29 when the season starts. Like, yeah, give me the first. I'll go get this young running back. But to your point, this stuff is fluid. Like it, it moves around all the time. And then the last name on the list, which I personally think is a screaming sell high in Dynasty right now, is Darnell Mooney. Um, basically, just he and Justin Fields holding the fort. I mean, and Dr. Vilas Jones. We covered him last show. Um, <laughs> but I mean, Darnell Mooney is going to get fed targets this year. And he's looked great. I just think that... To quote Dan, the rent has gotten a little high. Mm -hmm. And if I had Darnell Mooney and could sell for some of these prices, I mean, if you're saying that 14% of people, I can go grab the 2023 first and I'll have to give up this Darnell Mooney, I am breaking my finger, smashing that trade <laughs> into sleeper right now. 100%. And yeah, I think that's what's interesting about this crew, right? Is that they're not the most obvious uh, ones that people are definitely going to uh, buy in on a, a 2023 first. But there's enough people that are interested in these players for certain reasons, whether they be hype, past production, age, etc. That I would, it seems like across the board, minus maybe uh, Mike when it comes to Terry McLaurin, we would say easily would take the, uh, the, the flip uh, to get into that class knowing how great it is. All right. Well, this last poll is near and dear to my heart because I'm in a startup right now. Um, thank you to Wes and Christian for putting that together. It's been a fun, fun draft <laughs> so far. Traded out of the first round, which is my MO these days, and was able to acquire decent number of those uh, kind of mid-early picks. And I was texting you guys, and I said, guys, three fourth-round picks in this startup right now. If Saquon Barkley falls to the 4-4, how do I not take him? And yeah. the immediate iMessage dot, dot, dot was, yeah, you have to take him. So this one is basically Saquon Barkley versus the world. Little heat check against some other running backs. Mike, let us know who you compared him to and uh, what the results shook out here. Totally, man. So like you said, Saquon versus the world, guy that was pretty much a couple years ago, consensus top three asset in all of Dynasty now with some, some experts falling out of their top 10, top 12 rankings. So uh, let's see. We got um, versus Saquon, Alvin Kamara. 
Nick Chubb, Travis Etienne, J.K. Dobbins, Derrick Henry, and Kenneth Walker. So we're, we got some aging veterans. We got some some newbies, some, some guys that got hurt last year. Um, so looks like Alvin Kamara, or at least I should preface with all of these, people did prefer to take Saquon Barkley um, over all of these guys, but that is not consistent with what you happen to see in the treat, keep trade cut rankings. So uh, definitely something to keep in mind there. But Alvin Kamara uh, got 42% of the vote. He was definitely the one that gave Saquon the biggest run for his money. Uh, Nick Chubb getting 40% of the vote versus Saquon. ETN, 31%. Dobbins, 26%. Derek Henry, uh, 25%. And then Kenneth Walker, 24%. Alvin Kamara will always have a special place in my heart. One of one of my favorite players in the NFL. Two championships that year. Alvin Kamara's oh, rookie year. Um, I do think that the Drew Brees era has passed us by a little bit. Uh, let's remember, Alvin Kamara was not billed as a top prospect, right? I know we've talked about Damian Pierce kind of filling this mold where a lot of the underlying efficiency metrics are very good, but the raw production was just never there. That was 100% Alvin Kamara at Tennessee. I think the problem I have with him now is he was, for the early parts of his career, paired with a quarterback that made a living targeting running backs out of the backfield, you know, both in just the screen game and on routes coming out of the backfield. And I know Dan is excited for the Jameis Winston era, but I could not be more (laughs) underwhelmed. So... It's interesting to see Kamara at the top, but it also makes the most sense because as a dual threat runner and receiver, he's probably the safest bet here. Um, Dan, somebody who has professed his love for Nick Chubb's pure rushing ability. Absolutely. I assume you're still on the Saquon Barkley side of, of this. I am. I am. I mean, you got a little bit of a age bump that you got with uh, Nick Chubb there uh, about a year difference. And honestly, it's especially even with Kamara, we noted he's just about to turn 27 something flips in people's minds when they see above 26 and Nick Chubb's going to be there really soon. Barkley's not far behind, but I think that age difference is that's that uh, age cliff is steep. Once you get to that point there. Um, So with this in mind, I would easily say that I would be Barkley over Nick Chubb here, especially because I think you're going to see a change in scheme here. Um, As much as we've seen the Stefanski uh, method that really leans on running backs, you got Deshaun Watson in the house now, and I don't think you're going to be running or needing to lead on the run as much uh, as you maybe did have to previously. Um, You got Kareem Hunt, who's probably going to be coming back. We really haven't seen a lot of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt on the field at the same time, too. They've kind of staggered injuries along the way. So I, I would, again like to um, get out of someone like a Nick Chubb and into Saquon Barkley, buy back some time, and again, get into a prospect that we know is fantastic as long as he can stay healthy. Nick Chubb is a guy I own nowhere. And I like my running backs to catch passes, and Saquon Mm -hmm. is very, very good at that. Nick Chubb, just never a guy that I have. I think that's an easy decision for me too, Dan. Mike, moving to the middle of the list, we have Travis Etienne, Still never played a snap in the NFL mm. and uh, affectionately nicknamed in our sheet right now, JK Bobbins. Um, <laughs> either of these guys, <laughs> I didn't expect you guys to laugh that I don't much. know. Something about uh, it, man. It just... sounds like a Lord of the Rings character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bilbo Bobbins, yeah. 
are are either of these guys in consideration for you or is it still a smash on the Barkley side? <laughs> I like I love both those guys, but it's just a smash on the on the Barkley side for me. I think neither of those guys have that that top five upside that comes with Saquon Barkley. Uh, it with the you know obviously Etn and and Dobbins the, or mostly Etn the pass catching ability is there to be able to be a monster in a PPR league, but yeah give me give me Saquon over those guys you know they're honestly he's only a couple years older than both of them, um, even though it seems like he's been in the league forever, um, but yeah definitely give me Barkley. I mean, and I'll round out the list here too, but Saquon Barkley is the best running back prospect I've ever seen. I think one of our early shows is named Saquon Barkley. Um, last name ever, first name greatest, right? <laughs> yeah. And I am just going to put the blinders on and pretend that last two seasons didn't happen. And I'm going to continue to draft that guy at cost in my league until he's out of the NFL. And he had, I mean, 2,000 yards from scrimmage his rookie year. Yeah. Guys don't do that. No. They don't do that. And so when you all of a sudden start to round out this list with, Derrick Henry, who one season removed from having 2,000 rushing yards, and he was still only the RB3 in points per game that year. And I'm not really feeling the rebrand here, guys. Ken Walker. I, I liked Kenneth better. <laughs> I was just going to say, honest. I, I don't know why, especially Sleeper did it, because I think there was, at least in the system, a Kenneth Walker who was a wide receiver from like 10 years ago. And so they had to, too many people were drafting Kenneth too high in their rookie drafts. I don't know. I mean, at that point, you know, survival of the fittest in your leagues. <laughs> yeah, if you're exactly. drafting I, I free agent Kenneth Walker, age 37, <laughs> in your rookie drafts. Um, yeah, I, I don't want either of those guys over Saquon Barkley. I'm going to shoot. Like, if I don't have to pay a first or second round pick and I can absorb the risk in the third round or later of Saquon Barkley, I am doing that. I do love, though, my favorite thing to do on this show, absolute favorite thing, even in the days where Dan and I were recording these and never releasing them, is to just blindside Dan on the show when he's not <laughs> yes. paying attention. Love it. All right. The <laughs> only name on this list that even gave me pause was Travis Etienne. Oh. And I think we forget just how good of a prospect Travis Etienne was because we look at it now and we're like, some people are taking Javante Williams over Najee Harris. Mm -hmm. I see him ranked routinely mm -hmm. um, or go routinely in startup drafts before Najee. There is almost nothing you can point to on Javante Williams' profile that was better than Travis Etienne. He was better as a rusher. He was better as a pass catcher. He was a home run hitter, touchdown scorer. And I feel like the public... We're still only a year removed, and I feel like people are forgetting just how electric, even if he's 80, 90% of the Travis ETM we saw in Clemson, just how electric that player can be. Yeah. No, I mean, I. it is funny. I, I also, I have J.K. Dobbins in that gave me pause as well. I'm just sorry, who? J.K. Bobbins, excuse me. Thank you. <laughs> the, the Thank you on J.K. Bobbins. But let, let's go to ETM for a second. I, I agree. I mean, I do think that when he's not being compared to Barkley, then I am in on trying to take a look at the value that uh, ETN's presenting here uh, in the rankings as a whole, right? Because we're looking at this just against one other player, but what I think we are seeing is definitely an opportunity to start to see how high people are on Travis ETN because from a prospect profile perspective, he has tremendous upside. Um, so to be able to, 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 to see put sense and feelers out on him, I think would be extremely beneficial. 
it's basically just the offense that you kind of have questions about, right? Same same sure. reason why you're seeing Trevor Lawrence ranked where he is right now. I think he's got that, oh, 49ers versus the Jaguars. Jaguars have always been historically pretty garbage. I'm, I'm, I'm color me concerned. Um, that's where I'm also kind of at with J.K. Dobbins, less of a pristine prospect profile. Definitely has more holes maybe than a Travis Etienne. But on a great offense that I do believe is going to kind of bounce back a little bit with some of the doubters that uh, Lamar Jackson has there. Um, you saw Mark Ingram. I think he was like a top nine running back uh, with his year uh, with the Baltimore Ravens there. So another one where definitely makes me really interested in both of these guys. And while I think you and I agreed we would take Barkley over kind of the whole lot here, they are showing that they are valuable in the greater context of fantasy running backs. Yep. The the only nitpick I will take there on Bobbins is the fact that I got it. We just keep doing it. Um, I I just Lamar isn't going anywhere. Like I don't I don't care whatever you see right now that he's refusing deals and like he's his own agent. It's a whole yeah. weird thing. He's got his mom involved. I love it from like a human being perspective, but like it kind of messes with our heads when you're trying to read the headlines and it's like Lamar Jackson still not in contract negotiations. Um, I just don't think they're going to be dumping the ball off to J.K. Dobbs. I think he's electric as a player and a rusher. Yep. But if I'm breaking the tie between ETN, as Mike loves to bring up, I mean, they were roommates in college. <laughs> yeah. So he's going to be tossing them the ball a connection. lot. Um, and so that's that's kind of where I'm at. But yeah, I I think Saquon is going too low in startups right now, at least the startups I'm in and, and some of the rankings that I'm seeing. And if, if any of our listeners can take a shot and can absorb the known risk with Barkley, right? We've seen this happen. Todd Gurley, not that far removed, right? From like falling Absolutely. off the face of the planet. So if you can absorb the risk, the upside is tremendous. Any other words on Saquon Barkley before we get out of here? One last one to, to harp on. There's a one in four chance that you can convert Derrick Henry into Saquon Barkley via this trade uh, in the way that the polls are working out there. there if you, you have Derrick Henry... Please send that <laughs> trade out to everyone that you have in your league. Again, you're probably you might get someone who who is absolutely uh, a little bit wiser to the situation and being and saying no. Three out of four seem like they're going to do that. I'm not here to berate the 25% of people who are saying they like Derrick <laughs> Henry, but in general, on average, uh, I would do that trade all day. So now that we're 100%. looking at the data, Dan, I'm thinking, I know Mike in a few of our leagues has Derrick Henry. I think he just created like 30 or 40 burner accounts and just spammed the votes <laughs> for Derrick Henry. Here. <laughs> Mike trying his sales tactics. They're not going to work. Damn it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, good poll discussion. Really nothing else to add there. Go get Saquon Barkley and, uh, you know, quarterbacks. 23 first versus the world. We talked about a lot of stuff tonight. Okay. So we will keep it rolling. We hopefully have a startup to review, a startup that I was in uh, the next time we all get together. So that should be fun. But that is it for tonight. So getting out of here for today, this is the Dynasty Dynamic. You stay classy, Dynasty Leaguers. Thanks for tuning in. Milk was a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs>